Welcome everyone to the 74th episode of the Peer Podcast. It is called, you know what Peer stands for? Politically Entertaining with Evolving Randomness. Okay? Yep, it's pretty long. So that's why I don't call it by its full name that much. It's too long and I want to try to be more efficient and, and you know, and get to the good part as good as possible. Alright, so for primary politics, I'm tracking more about how the states that gain and lose seats, how they're going to reappropriate those political di- districts. And I found some very interesting from Politico. I'm not going to go through every single thing. If you're going to go through how this affects the House of Representatives directly, you have to check out the 72nd episode, the first segment. And if you want to check about how it affects electoral college, you have to go to the previous episode, which is the 73rd segment of this podcast. 73rd. Oh my goodness, I can't speak. The 73rd episode, first segment. The first segment is always about primary politics. I have not changed that, and I will not change it unless it's heavily demanded. I mean, it has to be so heavily demanded that I can't deny it. All right, enough um, yammering. So I want to talk about how they're going to, what's the process of reappropriating these districts and we're going to talk about at least only the preliminary part, what are the first steps? Who's going to get the boot? How they reallocate? And these mostly affect states that have gained and lose seats. I already talked about that in the last two episodes. And I'm going to get a little more in depth about, this is very brief. Some about early voting, and this only applies to New York City, not the state. All right, the different states and or different local municipalities have allowed ranked choice voting. And my brief opinion of it is that I support it. This is considered progressive position, but I I just agree with it. I just try to agree with stuff or agree that are considered good in my opinion. So. Um, and then we're going to talk about which races are affected by it slightly more in depth. So that's uh, part two with two little um, sub items. Okay. And then for third and last, we have, I'm going to go a little in depth about the New York City Council. Okay. About how many, Dem- how many Democrats hold seats. Um, how many districts are there? Uh, which party dominates? I think um, the answer is very easy. It takes only basic political common sense. Okay. You might hear some nice music in the background. Hope you enjoy that free music. But all right, that is it for primary. Politics. I'm trying to keep it short. I want to focus more in depth to things. So just keep talking about different items. All right. And then for mid game, which is mostly about video games and board games, I have a little more updates. Just a little more updates about um, Sonic Cause Ultimate. And I'm going to leave that shit alone. And then I have a little update for Sonic the Hedgehog 2 movie. Okay. And then we got a little update about City Project. 
Okay, and it's very interesting, this one. I'm still trashing them. It's kind of fun, actually. Um, so we got minor updates with that. Not that much. I don't have no interesting board game um, update that would be actually interesting. Okay, and then for WTF, Weird Topic Finale, the most random part of this podcast. Uh, we have semiconductors um, issue, and the issue is more about chip manufacturing that has disrupted oh so much production. And, you know, I'm sure this sounds scientific and boring to you. Well, guess what? This directly impacts you, especially if you're trying to buy something. Okay? So... He said, oh, I don't care. It doesn't apply to me. Great. I just hope you're happy with what you have and you have actually practiced gratitude because if you want something new, especially a new console, a new um, smartphone, or even cars, or washing machines, so many things that we use. I mean, a lot of modern appliances use this. So I think it's important to talk a little more about this. And I have been influenced by Sagar, who was a former host of rising okay rec influence on that one and then second last item for weird topic finale and this semiconductor thing impacts indirectly politics but mostly um electronic stuff but a lot of it that we use for entertainment so this is a this can be an impact for in a very distant way, the second cycle. And then I decided to do a vocal political profile for a Republican never Trumper, Adam Kinzing- Kinzinger. Okay. He's one of those Republicans, you know, he agrees with former president 90% of the time, but he's been very critical with his conspiracy theory reckless, reckless behavior. Okay? So that's all I could say um, about that and about what his track record is. And he does got a track record. Yeah, he's been there since 2010. So he's been there for more than, um, yeah, about 11 years. Alrighty then, this is your overview of this episode and we reach the first segment right after our one and only sponsor. Anchor is a free podcasting app that is perfect for beginners. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast. Anchor will distribute your podcast so that it could be heard in other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. I'm going to repeat. It is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started what are you waiting for i've been doing this for about a year now and if you really have the passion to start a podcast you should do it it's fun and easy 
All right, this is the first segment of the Peer Podcast called Primary Politics. So, you're going to hear some cars because this neighborhood is quite like, if you don't, you can just call me crazy. I don't mind. I think I am partially crazy. Okay, anyways, you're going to get back to the states that lost gain housings, okay? And we're going to talk about how this whole reapportionment, not reappropriatement, I've been saying that in the last one. Oh, can you ignore that? Nope, it's too late. It's been recorded. All right, feel free to make fun of me, troll me if you want. That's fine. I'm a grown dude. I have thick skin to handle that. So, we have here states have lost and gained seats okay and this is going to affect especially those states okay, and they're going to and they're working on this right now but it won't be redrawn until later this year the earliest and god willing when things get back to normal and the analysis made here is actually pretty interesting like the political power slowly shifted from the northeast to the southwest mm, that's some truth to that some truth um, it's not that disagreeable, All right? And it's gonna affect the presidential race for 2024 and 2028. So, um, what do we have here? So we, and you know, this could, I'm not sure it's going to affect the Senate that much, but it's going to definitely affect the House of Representatives. And we got um, who gets to draw the new lines. And it's funny that um, Republicans in a good amount of states has a power to change um, to reappropriate the um, districts. Yeah, it's actually a lot of states. Like, the Republicans really do have more power. And um, they do have more power in what it comes to redistricting rules. And how many states do we have here? How 22 states. On one of they love redistricting. It makes I mean Democrats have been right on that one. I, I see why they complain. Democrats, they only have measly nine states they could do that with. Okay. Independent commissions. Um, they change the way um Things are done because they complain about Republicans doing so much gerrymandering and Democrats. You know, not both of them kind of guilty of it, but Republicans really flex it. Cause I see why they flex it because they control 22 states in terms of the redistricting process. So, 13 of them has independent commissions, and eight is handled by both parties. Surprise, Connecticut's part of that one. These are the ones that reach compromises. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Vermont. I'm surprised Vermont. 
Maine, I'm not surprised about Pennsylvania, I'm not surprised about Connecticut, I'm a little surprised about Louisiana, I'm a little surprised about because they they have their political orientation bias. Independent commissions, they affect so many states and and it could apply to um that same state. For example, Missouri is part of Republican control, but also has an independent commission. Right? So April 26th, they released the apportionment data. Okay, and this is gonna include how many people, the demographics, this is what we did through the US Census Bureau. And some states have um done a significant part of it. Oklahoma, even though they have no um change, they have a gain or lose. Um in his Republican control for the most part, but it now, actually, I don't want to confuse with Nebraska now. Nebraska's close, pretty close by. Um, yeah, draw the lines. And they're saying that um, it, they could lead to lawsuits. So, yeah, Nevada. I mean, not Nevada. Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Watch out. Nationally, they'll be, they'll be um, delivering a legacy redistricting by August 16th. That's a little more than two months away. Okay. And they want more they say they probably use more user-friendly data, but uh, you know, I I don't trust them. I'm cynical personally, and we're gonna see um, how that um how that gets executed. In Ohio, that constitutional delegate job of the state, legislative congressional maps, both will be challenging on the current Release really schedule, um, and the case has been dismissed by a district court, but it's been, but the state is looking to repeal that, okay? And they're gonna deliver its redistricting data by September 30th. It will be the same data, but it's gonna be more readable. Um, okay, if you want. Michigan, you know, it requires the commission get extensive public output, input, that's an output, I'm not talking about wires here, my goodness, I gotta get it together here, so they have put congressional maps, legislation maps, um, and their deadline's November 1st, um, and they asked for an extension because, you know, we're still recovering. We're still recovering primarily from the government lockdown. Uh, which was partially caused by the pandemic. Ooh, did I say partially? Actually, that was the main reason. Let me be more responsible. That's the main reason. Alright, so California has, uh, they lost a seat, by the way, that, that, that state. They have to, you know, they have to redistrict. They have to do redistricting because they lost a seat. And they have to do their fellow electoral um, college as well. And, and you know, it's going to be hard for those deadlines. But it looks like um, they began to export for more time. Then they have to December 15th to release 
congressional legislative maps. This one, House candidates must file candidacy paperwork by March 8th for the 2022 primary. North Carolina, interestingly, does not have, does not have um, a hard deadline because we joined this congressional map. And they think about pushing that to back, pushing that, pushing that um, deadline, soft deadline, that's what they call them, by March 2022. And moving the mid-December file along with the Texas to stay with a similar situation. So that's what you have with all of that. So they're working on it. They have to. It's going to be a big trouble. And that's going to impact them. The stamps, you know, Oklahoma, they're trying to do something with it. Even though they're not, the, they, the state's not impacted by that. They're still going to keep all their seats. There's no change from that. Um, Texas is in, uh, is in the same situation as North Carolina. Okay. So, alrighty then, that's it for that. That's all the update they have to regarding apportionment, redistricting, whatever the hell you want to call it. It's the same shit to me. Now, I'm going to go a little in deep by this is to New York City. People in other states, you ignore this because this is primarily catered to New York City voters. Okay, this information here. I'm 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 aware that says different states have ranked choice voting, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna talk about New York City primarily. So if you wanna skip this segment, the rest of the segment is about New York City. So if you wanna skip it, great. You can jump straight to the second segment. I'm just I wanna be respectful of your time. My fellow Americans are non-New Yorkers. Well, at least those that's not live in New York. Okay. All right. So ranked choice voting is here to have uh, early voting. It's going to start from June 12th to the 20th. June 12th is a Saturday. June 20th is a Sunday. Okay. So you have weekends. First or the weekday, you have a chance to do early voting. It's great early voting. You know, you don't have to wait for election day. You know, it's, it's, you know, not everyone's gonna be able to vote on that day. You no, know, I had an argument with a right wing friend about it. I said, you know, your argument's just stupid. You know, if you want more people to participate, you gotta make it more accommodating for people. And if the turnout turn, if the turnout increases greatly, then this should be a, a practice. But but. But if it doesn't after, and not just one try after, I'll say at least three or more tries, then I'm gonna have to just concede. People vote, vote, right? And I'm talking to you, New York City, primarily to you. And then then June 15th, I'm saying April. What is wrong with me? June 15th, okay? June 15th is the deadline for the absentee ballot requests. Of course, the primary election day is at June 22nd. A lot of us know about that for those who care. And then the deadline to return the absentee ballot is the same day as the primary election day. Makes sense. All right, and there's a whole bunch of candidates running. 
And what do we have here? So it affects the mayor race. I've talked about that multiple times. Um, I've talked about that multiple times. And the episodes that have it, I'll put it out there for those, um, yeah, for that race. So just check the episode description. I talked a little bit about it. For some reason, the episode number is not coming to me. Um, however, these are races that impacts it directly. So people running for mayor, public advocate, comptroller, and five par- and five boroughs, okay, five boroughs are looking to elect their borough president. Okay, they're looking to elect their president. It could be an incumbent or a new one. And in city council, almost the entire city council is going to be on ranked choice voting as well. Okay, for districts one through 50. There's 51 altogether, but I want to get into why 51 is not up. Why 51 is not up for re-election. Okay, I mean, I'll talk about, we to talk a little bit about why on that one. And that's the famous Joseph Borelli, a Republican of Staten Island, who has protested with um, Staten Islanders who um, violated the mandate. You know what? I sympathize with them. I sympathize with them because the the whole government getting getting in there is closing it, and especially in, and it actually happened to a few businesses in different states that where they had a plan, a detailed plan, how to maintain physical distance. I'm not using social distance; such an idiotic term. Social distance is what you do in social media when you talk to a person a mile or a thousand miles away. That social distance. I'm tired of that idiotic word. Physical distance. You're only staying with the person physically. And you can talk loud all the person. Hey, how you doing? So I say, hey, how you doing? Barely hear the second one, but you hear the first one. Hey, how you doing? Okay. Such a stupid. Oh, I actually misspoke. Um, City Council District 4 is not up for re-election. And what else? What what other number that they are skipping here? Uh, That's on me for being so quick about it. Okay, 43, 44 is also not up for re-election. So a couple of seats are not up for re-election, but uh, most of the city council is. Okay, most of it is, and it's very, very Democrat. I mean, Democrats rule ninety percent of that. Probably slight, hy- slight hyperbolic estimate. Estimate. But I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get into that. So now I'm going to be talking about the New York City Council. Okay, it has 51 members. It has 51. Council districts that covers only the five boroughs. Well, the five boroughs for those who are non-New Yorkers who wants to be nosy about New York City politics, that's fine. Not gonna kick you out and have the power unless I delete the episode. Then everybody's gonna suffer. It doesn't make sense for me to do that. But if you're curious, none 
New York City residents. If you're curious, you know, you, you could you could continue to listen to this. If you want to be curious, maybe you might think about moving to the city. Who the hell knows? Live in the strange world. That's what I have to say. All right. This, you know, this body is supposed to be a check to the man. Okay. A monitor performance of city agencies make land use um, decisions. Okay. And they have, and they, the only sole responsibility they have is to approve the city budget. And this is the interesting thing here. This thing I just found out. And, and, and I always wonder why people who's been there for a long time could stick, has not been removed. And this is the reason why. Because members that are elected prior or before to 2010 could seek third term uh, third third consecutive term which that's crazy so you see people like um yeah see we're gonna talk about those who um been there prior to 2010 those are the ones that have more length more legal length here people's elected on 2010 and after they only have a two-term limit. So currently there's 48 Democrat members out of 51. You heard that right, 48 out of 51. Only three are occupied by Republicans, supposedly. No, no, actually the number is lower than that. It's actually 47, but still, does make a difference. My bad. So it's not 48, it's 47. This data is inconsistent. So I'm going with 47 here. Boom, boom, boom. That could be a mind, bro. Yeah, data. Oh, I'm sorry about that. Data is really inconsistent. So forget what I said about the numbers. Just the Democrats have way more power, way more occupancy when it comes to this government. Republicans only have three. These are Republicans got three. As of right now, as of right now, how many seats are really, really vacant? How many seats are really, really vacant? So it's two seats that are vacant. Two. Okay, so two and three. Minus 51 is 46. Yeah, something ain't right. Maybe they count to the speaker. Which is Corey Johnson, a Democrat who is actually running for city controller. Okay. Which is part of the ranked choice voting system. Okay. Couple of candidates here that um Lam's running first. Yeah, Margaret Chen. Margaret Chen has been here since 2009. Yeah, no wonder you keep seeing her. She's been here for a while. Um, who else has been there? Oh, definitely not Corey Johnson. Corey Johnson was like the 2013. No wonder he has to um. Go for another position. There's so many of them. 
so many of them. It's crazy. Right? Okay. So this source here is going to tell you who occupies what, what's empty, which um, political party these occupants are. And, and they have 35 different committees. Man. And, you know, their term lasts for four years. Okay. And let me get a little bit into that Mr. Joseph Borelli here. It's a different case that he occupies the 51st seat. Okay. Um, so. Yeah, that one, that dude had a special election. And for some odd reason, his term could be limited to 2025. Actually, something that's not really making sense here. This is a very bad source. Very, very bad source here. That's a good thing I'm aware of it. So it's 51 seats. Okay. And since they did that, I am no longer going to use Wikipedia even as a start of this podcast. It's going to be banned now. Yes, I'm going to ban Wikipedia. And I only. I'm only going to talk about it when something's not so serious, but this is um, serious here. The data is very, 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 very inconsistent with their um. So, all right, Democrats have very strong control over that, and the speaker's going to be Democrat for a while unless Republicans could take. 26 seats at least. It's craziness. And they do get a congressional salary. They, they do get a salary. Alright. And what they have here yeah, they have a two-term limit. And they also, also their salary here has increased since early 2016. These received a hundred, a little over $112,000. Now they receive nearly $150,000 a year. Well, to be more exact, it is $148,500 a year. They receive no additional compensation from serving as a committee chairperson or any officer under the new salary raise. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to go too deep about the history. You already know the Dutch um, colonized that land, right? And the British took over 
used to be called New Amsterdam. And then, of course, the British took it over, and now we got the term New York. You can thank the British for that one. And we still use that to this day. All right, so let me wrap this up. Let me wrap this up. So we talked about the reapportionment, how different states handle it. Some of us do um, political parties. Some of us do independent commissions. And we're going to get some data coming out between August and September for the U.S. Census Bureau. And some of them has been in a lot of states has been affected by it. They're asking for extensions. Yeah, work's been slow. It's been harder to work in general. We can think the government restrictions for that. And then ranked choice voting has, and then ranked choice voting is here. They even um, implement the early voting. I approve both of these measurements, and this is affecting, of course, only New York City. The mayors and the races that are affected again is mayor, public advocate, comptroller, and the five former presidents. And then a little bit back to New York City Council, that's 51 members. Sadly, I do apologize for this inconsistent data doesn't even make sense as I ran and talked to you about it um normally the source has been pretty good for me but you know this body here is supposed to check be a check against the mayor they approve budgets and they run different committees and his salary had dealt with an increase in early 2016. It went from a little over $112,000 to close to $150,000. But they cannot get additional funds for chairperson and all that other good stuff. Maybe, yeah. So it cuts those people off. And you know how the majority minority works, right? Which one, which probably got more seats is majority leader dozen is minority speaker is appointed by the party that has a majority okay and that's currently democrats by a long long by a great 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 margin they got so much freaking seats it's not even funny it's really <laughs> republicans Y'all need a miracle here. Y'all really do. Really need a miracle. No, well, that's all I got here. So, alrighty, thank you for dealing with this pretty long segment. And we'll reach the next one really, really soon. And especially for New Yorkers, this New York City people, this segment was more for you. Okay. Alrighty, then we will get to the second segment. Really, really soon. Welcome to the second segment of the Peer Podcast. And this one's going to be a pretty short one. With you because there's just a little updates here and there, mostly Sonic related. And I'm gonna lay off the Sonic stuff for a while, too. Yeah, I've been saying lay off, lay off this, lay off that. I'm gonna be laying off New York City political updates and even apportionment for a few months. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. 
So let's get to Sonic Colors. I checked the official website and I only caught a few things. Two things that's interesting. Now that they're gonna have a new rival rush mode. Put your skills to the test and go head to head against Metal Sonic. Outrun Metal Sonic to unlock rewards. So that's interesting. That's right. So this is already telling us they have a new character. Not new, but they have an additional character. Okay. Metal Sonic, which to me, he is the greatest um, enemy ever created for Sonic. You're more than Dr. Eggman. Yeah, I dare say that. If he's going to be involved, shit is about to get down. Okay. He almost always delivered with that great badassery. And then I found out something interesting about these little lovely wisps. They are going to have a new wisp. A wisp that is called the Jade, the Jaded Wisp. The Jaded Wisp is Grand Sonic's power to flow like a ghost, reach very high places, and go through walls. So that's going to be interesting how to implement that. So that's going to, so that's definitely going to incentivize people to get this game. And I'm sure they're going to put new areas where you can use that power. Hopefully, it won't be cheap with it because Sega, in my opinion, has been known to be lazy, lazy as fuck. Okay, I'm just being very honest here. And again, I'm going to remind you the release date for this game for the previous gen consoles. That's what I'm going to call them. I don't care if you get upset. Um, it'll be in previous gen consoles as PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Those are your previous consoles that's coming out. And of course, they're gonna have the bundle version where you get extra, extra, extra content. Way, way extra. Okay, so J Wisp. It grants ability past the walls easily, levitate like ghosts to reach possible areas. Okay, I'll just set that. So the base version, the the, the the stand version, got the game. Got the player icon pack. Nice. And they got the movie FX cosmetic. Harness the power sonic from the hit movie and gain an exclusive electric lightning effect. But there's a deluxe version. Digital and they, of course I got the got the retail, which is the physical copy. Love the cops around too. They should be cracking those um freaking bikers. These dirt bikers are out of control here. Yes, get them, get them, get them. I hope they do. Alright, so back to the deluxe version. Deluxe version is gonna give you all that the standard offers. However, they're gonna Give you more early access, right? Ultimate Music Pack, three exclusive original game remixes. Interesting. Metallic Pack, you can customize signing with stand exclusive gold and silver gloves and shoes. Interesting. Okay. And movie player icons, signing movie theme player icons. The hell is this? Seriously. A freak. Digital. Of course, retail is going to be available in 
GameStop, Amazon. Oh, I forgot. You activist people hate Amazon. Whoops. Oh, well. Oh, they got a lot of options for this GameStop. Oh, another one y'all don't like. <laughs> oh, well, I can't win with you. Oh, there's Best Buy. And ebgames.ca. And vbg.ca. Okay. Oh, they got the baby Sonic keychain. Oh, look at little. Adorable. Looks so adorable. Alright, that's it for Sonic Cause Ultimate. I'm going to lay off that. This one will lay off it for a while unless there's big update. Big, big. So this one's more conditional here. Okay. So, you already know most of the cast is coming back. Yeah, I talked about this way back by what we know. Most of the people coming back. Sure. And then so far, Sonic. I mean, Tails is the only character maintains same um, voice actors for the games. And then Mr. Ben Schwartz here. Funny dude, actually. Very funny dude. He voices Sonic. He voiced Sonic in the first one. He's going to voice Sonic again. Great. I think he did a great job, in my opinion. Um, He did a great job. And I can actually officially move on from um, what's this dude's name again? Roger Craig Smith. I already moved on from Ryan Drummond. Roger Craig Smith started moving with. Um, so, it's officially coming out of theaters this coming April. April 8th, 2022. Okay. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Okay, so remember what happened at the end? Ah, uh, not gonna do that. Hulu subscribers, you can watch the signing movie to see how that good film ends. Okay. So it's speculating that um they gotta end they gotta end back in Green Hills. Okay. I don't know which Green Hills are talking about, or maybe maybe that town. The humans are at. Not the one, not the iconic Green Hill Zone. It'd be great they feature that, actually. Urbonic, Eggman, whatever the hell you want to call him. He ended up in the very mushroomy area, okay? That's all I'm going to tell you. So. Um. He still got Sonic's powerful quill. And he's gonna do things. I'm sure he's gonna come back. And all he knows is Tails is gonna be in there. And I'm sure Dr. Eggman will be in there too. I'm sure Jim Carrey's coming back. He enjoyed it. And what was this voice actress name again? Colleen O'Shagnessy. I can't pronounce that last name. No, it's probably Irish. O'Shagnessy. Okay. So, they should just recast her. She does a great job of Tails, in my opinion. Uh, look, Sonic, look, Sonic fans, listen, if you're going gonna to berate me with that opinion, I think this one does great. The previous one, 
prior to Sonic Adventure 2, you know, they were, eh, but this one is great. I don't care what you say. Um, and then there's rumors that Knuckles is going to be in there. Kind of speeding things up, if that's true. You know, freaking Digital Spy, that's the source here. They've been spying to say, ooh, is Knuckles going to be in there? Um, we don't know. But the rumors will seem to get stronger with that, so we'll see. We'll see. Definitely have Tails, though. Alright, that's all I got for you here. Now let's get to the last one. Ah, uh, my favorite game to bash. It is more of it. <laughs> I, I took a break from Bash this game city. Project, bruh, y'all need to recover. <laughs> the picture I see here. This is Johnny Silverhands looking super cross-eyed, I mean, you have to see this picture. I'm going to link it. That's one of the first things you should see. <laughs> and they had a, you know, I mean, many YouTubers, big YouTubers have bashed this game and they have recorded a, comp a compilation of glitches. I mean, it's hilarious. And some of it is just downright, some nudity is being exposed. You know, the wee-wees and the biodomes have been, you know, leaked. Clean it up here, you know, I don't have to. And make sure your kids don't pay attention to this podcast. If they do, you are the incompetent parent, not me. Okay, I already told you it's going to be explicit. If you don't pay attention to those audio clips, that's entirely your fault. Freaking problems. A very short clip is 0 0.1. Okay? 0 0.1. Pay attention to that. Alright, anyways. They're saying they claiming that testing was not a big issue. And they said it was ready for those previous gen console. Yeah. Um and those four class action lawsuits that's actually been consolidated to one. They fell victim to a cyber attack. Oh yeah, I did reported that. Jesus. <laughs> um. And stolen data has been um taken from say Project Red, and they're gonna have an upcoming Ray Trace version of Witcher Three, Form yeah, Form Breaker, The Witcher Tales. Um. And it was originally built for a third person. That's interesting. Mm hmm. That is craziness. Alrighty. Alrighty. I'm definitely gonna have more interesting gaming news. Don't worry, it's not gonna be as predictable as these. I'm gonna lay off City Project Red 2077. Just give you a brief touch up what's going on. If anything's been changed, um, they still trying to fix issues. That's what they're saying. Yeah, okay. They say they have tested. Yeah, okay. 
Yeah, okay. 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 That's nice. That's nice. All right, let's summarize this quickly. Sonic Colors is having a new um, Wisp that makes Sonic a ghost flow through walls. Oh, not through all walls. Once you get go, of course. Maybe they can allow that. Hmm. See if the players can use it intelligently or not. And then you're going to have a mode where you go against Metal Sonic to, um, and Tal Run him. Okay. You get a bunch of exclusive contexts and customizations on music. So those ones the deluxe version. Okay. Then for Sonic 2, Knuckles is rumored. That's a big thing. A lot of the um, people's been cast. They've been their roles have been repriced. That's good. They're trying to keep things hush hush. That's my impression of it. Then for twenty, for Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, so Project Red, the developer themselves, they still dealing with lawsuits. Okay, still pending. And ooh, some juicy stuff has been leaked. They continue on Witcher three. Okay, poor stuff has been leaked out about that. It's even hacked hard. Or some um, city, um, city cyber. Um, Punk 2077 something's been leaked about about how they were supposed to develop the how there's how they was gonna originally develop the game okay with third person camera interesting third person camera mod or something like that but then get to it I mean YouTubers have fun just exposing them I mean I laugh too as a like, yo and especially the physics of driving, you know, all of a sudden you go up and down all over the damn place, and bruh, it's it's a ultimate shit show for laughs. That's what I'm gonna tell you. Okay, so that's it for the shortest segment here. We'll be reaching the third and final segment really, really soon. All right, welcome to the third and final segment of the Peer Podcast. This is WTF, we are topic finale. So you have two items here. One, I'm going to briefly go through the semiconductor issue. Very important. If you don't care, you are, you are immoral. The only ones that really shouldn't care is someone who was not invested in getting a new technology uh, many times soon, and this could last for at least a year or two. This is a severe shortage okay especially the chip component and this is affecting globally it's not just in america it's not just in japan or south korea okay they have been going through this and you need this this part is needed for cars washing machines smartphones even high-tech toys needed Okay. By next year, by 2022, should be years that um, that this shortage should ease. Eh, me, it's not gonna affect me, but this could be concerning. Tesla has been affected by it because 
Elon Musk needs it for his Tesla cars, which is supposed to be the most advanced, most green. Ford, General Motors, Apple's been affected by this, Dell, HP, even games, console makers like uh, Nintendo and Sony. I'm sure Xbox, once they managed to secure chips. Okay. Headset vendor Polly. Rumba Robotic Vacuum I Robot. No, they've been expired by that movie. Okay, and then and then You know, Texas Instruments is one of the few that yeah, they've been involved with technology. I love their calculators by the way, when I was a kid. Alright, I don't want to expose my age too much now. Y'all figure it out. Um, yeah, and another big problem why, you know, the only country that's making chips like this in such a amazing rate, I mean, amazing meaning they do a lot of it despite the shortage, it's freaking China. Yeah, China. They have no regulations regarding uh, mining the rare earths. Okay. So that means production goes up. And they use a lot of technology. It's a pretty technologically advanced country now. It's been like that, for, I think, for a while now with China. So, uh, Taiwan's impacted, but a lot of it comes from East Asia. Yep. That's where most of the rare herbs are at. America has it, but, you know, we want to be green. We don't want to bring all that, that smoke and pollution. So, yes, I am saying it is connected to being more greener, and we have been um, achieving incremental victories and become more greener. Yeah, because clean air, clean water, clean anything is actually very important. So now they're going to try to solve this. Yeah, China, 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 always problem. Yeah, China. And um, they are trying to pass new laws about that. So I'm happy that the Congress has been aware of this, by the way. Um, They've been aware of it. And they have been um, trying to pass laws about that. Okay. I mean, they passed a bill in January authorized federal investments in domestic chip manufacturing and research. That didn't include funding for those positions. Ugh. Of course. Then they're going to try to check on that because, you know, our Congress loves to go on vacations. Okay. And don't be surprised. Um, this won't be signed until late summer. Well, I mean by late summer, I'll probably say sometime in August. And Europe is trying to get um, building chips themselves. This is, this, see, this is a problem. We've been too reliant on Asia to make it these things. And that's why I don't like being overly dependent. Even my personal, I like being overly dependent on the person. I feel like crap. I feel like I'm a burden. I'm gonna, you know, pick up my bootstraps and just do what I need to do to help out the situation. Just be passing, oh no, he's chicken out, whatever. The reason why I chicken out, 
not even chicken out. The reason why I quit is because, you know, people don't people don't really want help. They just want to bash. And after a while, just saying, I'm to hell with this. I just walk away. I don't got time for such bullshit. Don't bite the hand that helps you. Brain feeds you. Well, that's the richest thing. Bite the hand that feeds you. Okay. Of course, this affects stocks too, because um, because some has went up, some has went down. Um, a couple of stacks that went up, of course, is Applied Materials Inc. and Matt and Research Core, LRCX. Okay. Yeah, but like I say, even though we redesign the semiconductors, but we have outsourced chip production, yeah, and that's why, and that's why we're going through this because we all have out, out, outsourcing kind of jobs. I mean, bring back here, that would definitely increase jobs, pretty good paying jobs. You know, so just removing something and then always ship it to or countries for cheap. See, look at it. now it's buying us in the ass. And Europe, and European nations, um, too. So I'm not going through all of this. You get the idea what's going on here. And this is going to be a problem stretching to 2022. At least that's what they predicted. China has not been impacted by this because they have no regulations. Oh, and they're very very protective of their um, on mining the rare earths. And I'm going to give credit to um, this guy who I think it's weird. He's intelligent sometimes. Sometimes I consider him kind of a dummy. On the Penny Walker episode, I'll be a Benjamin Walker for um, what's the show again? Theory of Everything. I mean, I think that's a little harsh when I say it. I don't, I don't know him personally. I, I don't know almost any. And to, be, to be honest, I don't know any other podcast. So, but I am in my own silo. Unless, um, you know, I can ask free help, whatever. You know, more people charge me a reasonable price. Fine, I'll collaborate. I do need, but you know, I need incentive as well. I like doing um, things for nothing. All right, but anyways, anyways, on that. I mean, you know, it looks like to me the podcast community is for more welcoming, collaborative, which that's good for me. Because, you know, I, I get tired of being fighting, fighting opposition. It gets it gets exhausted. And yeah, I'm referring to my personal life. You're talking finale. This is the most random part of the podcast. But, you know, that's good. So things is looking hopeful for me. Maybe, maybe, maybe this could greatly improve the podcast. Me having somebody else talking through these things, having making it more con- conversation as opposed to a monologue, a lengthy monologue at that. All right, so let's get this big and final item out of the way. This is the vocal political profile for Adam Kinzinger. Okay, and he has a military background. And he is, uh, he represents um, Illinois, 16th Congressional District. He covers most of Rockford suburbs. And a little bit of a 
ex-urban territory in around Chicago. He is part of the Republican Party, the one that's been very vocal um, against former President Trump. Yeah, he was our president. I didn't say it was a good one, but he was our president. That's a fact. What's not that fact? That's fine. Just, just um, you know, just ignore when I say that, and I'm not gonna talk about him that much. So, I'm not gonna read too much about his personal life. He got to the army. He does. He does have military experience. Fought in Iraq War. Join a U.S. Air United States Air Force second lieutenant. So he has some military credentials here. He's by U.S. Mexican border February 29th as his part to maintain border security. Well, that border's gotten a lot worse. Okay. Alright. I'm not going to go through. Um, he's been um, in Congress since 2010. So that is early Obama days. Okay. And shocking here. This is when I um, see Republicans do in New York City. He'll run for a lot of local positions. Um, you know, he says he's not going to vote Trump in 2016. That was a bold move for him. I mean, a lot of people didn't support Trump at that time, so it was an easy thing to say. Eli has a very good political um, track record in terms of winning elections. Um, he's gone to some problem with right with right leaning or right wing um, advocacy groups. They gave him low rating despite him being a Republican. He's a moderate. Let's see where are, what is this political position? This is what I have to pay attention to. He's in favor of conceal carry of firearms across state lines where carry conceals legal. So he's not super right wing there. Everything is, oh, okay, you have the gun, no matter what. No, no license. Just carry the damn thing whenever way you like it. Um, I mean, a lot of political positions is pretty similar. Um, this is the Frank Act. It does have a high rating from the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. I get a little deeper to that because I am no longer trusting Wikipedia. Yes, I'm. In, I am exposing myself here. Immigration. He opposes sanctuary cities. I don't know. That's a bit. Uh, me. I'm probably center left, center right, depending on my mood. I'm very center when it comes to immigration. I think we should protect our borders and separate the good and the bad. You don't got documentations? No. 
Man, Kingsinker, he, he praised Trump's decision to kill the Major Kassam Salimini, which is a very powerful person in Iran. Cannabis. He supports only veterans having it for medical purposes. LGBTQ. No, he's anti that. He, he scored very low in the human rights campaign. Criticism of Trump. This is pretty lengthy. Yeah, yeah. He bashed a guy saying, you know, Biden won. Shut the hell up. Move on. I didn't get deep into that. That's nonsense. I want to move on from that. This guy's kind of a hero. And I want to read a little more about this. Yeah, I'm, I'm breezy to some of it because some of it is just bullshit. Nonsense. So the the Wisconsin Red Cross named Kinsaker in 2006 is before he ran, obviously. Hero of the year, especially when he wrestled a knife-willing man to the ground and saw him in a mask, cut the throat of the woman on the street in downtown Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Not that far from Illinois. Okay. Um, so this guy here, he's a good human being. I mean, politically, of course, you always see someone as an enemy. That's politics. It's just that hostile. So someone screw you, you see him as an enemy, which we should not be operating on. Look how, look how dysfunctional Congress is. Just look at Do I need to say more? I don't know how hardly get anything done. All right, let's go to the real juicy part. The real juicy part. All right, Kinsey, he represents the 16th Congressional District of Illinois. Okay. He previously served the 11th district for his first term. Only for his first term. And then, for his subsequent terms, he um, moved, he ran for Illinois 16th Congressional District. Okay. Ideological and leadership chart, he scores moderately well in leadership. And according to being a right winger, he is, yeah, moderate, moderate leadership score, moderate right-leaning. So, it's all based on voting records. So, this is the more legit um, stats here. So, the United States Chamber of Commerce gave him an 83%. And this is one of the few, few, few things he scored high in advocacy groups. This is a business one, so he, I guess he's more pro-business. And of course, the National Organization of Reform Marijuana Laws, he gets a B. Club for Growth, which is a right-wing group for freedom, growth in general. He scores a 49%, which is pretty bad for a Republican. I don't expect that be 65% and up. Human Rights Campaign, 11%, that's a given. He's anti-LGBTQ, the standard Republican position. Legal conservation voters, certain percent. Yeah, he will support restrictive votes. Planned Parenthood, he will score zero. Yep, because he's he's against um, abortion. So pretty standard, pretty standard guy. The things he tend to focus on, the top three things, he focuses on science, technology, communications, international affairs, and energy. And given his background, this is no surprise, especially international affairs. As tied with science, technology, and communications. That's a little interesting. 
and Energy Hevo for a lot of bills that pass through. Far worse modernization act. Yep, he's pro tech. Um, you should buy appropriation for for that. He voted against tribe tribal Labor sovereignty act 2015. Nah, but still passed through. So they need his vote. And da, 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 what else? Yeah. And of course, you know, they can't be can't be at every single event, right? So you only miss about two percent, that's not so bad. Of um roll call votes. So the 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 the, the ruin a certain member for staying exercise representatives. Yeah, that's probably that Marjorie Taylor Greene. Yeah, yeah, he's not a big fan of her either. Yeah, he don't like wackos in the right. That part agree with him. I don't even, I, I don't I won't like the wackos either. So I'm independent, you know. I agree with him in certain things, I disagree with him in certain things. Um he's nuanced when it comes to marijuana, he's not totally against it. Some Republican positions just be downright keep it illegal, get people arrested for it. And then with his voting record with Trump, he votes majority with them, but when it comes to personalities and cultural battle, he's against Trump. So policy-wise, they agree. However, they argue about you know how they should conduct themselves. He's a little more of a classic moderate Republican. Yeah, those types don't like Trump that much. Yeah. Alright then, so we'll get summarized about Adam Kinzinger. So he took office at 2011, not 2010. He did want to race in 2010, though. And he was an impact, his district was impacted during the merge. So that's why he switched. So it's not like he um, switched on purpose. It was because of the Portionment. And this relates to what we just talked about in the first segment. So we think it's going to happen like that. So let me give you a hypothetical example. This could be pretty inaccurate. I'm just going to take a wild guess here. For example, they might merge um, at least step in next district with another person and they probably kick someone out who's probably been there less. I don't know. And that's what I'm going to find out and look deeper into it. So I have a better prediction. Who's going to be kicked out? Yeah, because that's going to be happening in some states. And Texas is going to be most interesting. They're going to have to make those political districts smaller just to accommodate, just to add two more seats in, just accommodate that. So his thing went through the merge. He beat the incumbent there. Yeah. And this is after 2010 when they implemented all that. Because remember, census happens every 10 years. So you just transferred there after the U.S. Census on viewer impact. And one of his rating, his leadership skills moderate, his ideology, his ideological score, and the Republican scale is moderate. Okay. So, United States Chamber of Commerce business um lady group, he scores eighty three percent. National Organization of for the Reform of Marijuana Laws, he gets a B. That's actually very good for a Republican. 
double growth, 49%. Based on the ones I've talked about and um, the couple of Republicans I've talked about, they have scored higher on that advocacy. We scores a 49, which is not that good for a for, for standard Republican. These, these low scores are no surprise. Human rights campaign as LGBTQ group. I'm surprised to give him 11, not a zero. Because yeah, this change is far more right than um, he is when it comes to that particular issue. League of Conservation Voters, 7%. I'm surprised they give him a... Because like I said, he's moderate. You know, you can kind of reason him. You know, he has soft spots with his Republicanism. And Parenthood, the game is zero. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. Once you go against them, <laughs> it seems like they give you a zero or even a 1%. Okay. So he's anti-Trump in terms of personality clash. When it comes to voting and policy, pretty similar for the most part. Pretty similar. Seeing his voting record is actually very similar to Trump, maybe, maybe around 80%. There you have it. It's more of a cultural battle than a political battle. And of course, he has military um, experience. That's why he's able to um, disarm the guy who slashed a woman in 2006. And he was in the U.S. Air Force when during the Iraq War. Um, you know, he gets my respect for his service. You know, um, some some people are new ones. You can't just say, oh, you know, all the time, Dems good, Republicans bad. No, that's such that's such stupidness. That's stupid. Okay. Very, very stupid. So stating that, I'm gonna wrap so I'm just gonna end this podcast. And um we're gonna talk about more interesting gaming news. Gotta just find some some juicy stuff. One effect one's gonna I'm gonna talk about Capcom. Oh yeah. Same one that just recently made and completed their production of Resident Evil Village. Oh, they're in trouble. Another game lawsuit. It's such a chaotic year in terms of lawsuits and clashes. Alrighty then. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. And have a good day or night. And most importantly, God bless you.